This is the Delivery Space podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we've got some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you those insights and experiences that you don't get from a book. Welcome, it's Sharon and Nisha. This is episode number three, and we're talking about the benefits of having a mentor and a coach. Hi, Nisha. Morning, Sharon. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you. Excited to have you here today for this one. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. So, Nisha, you've been an Agile coach now for over two years. So I think it would be really useful for our listeners if you could describe what are the differences between a coach and a mentor? Sure. So a coach improves on the job performance, right? A mentor would not just focus on a professional's current job, um, but they'll look beyond and take a more holistic approach to their career development. Um, With agile coaching, however, you need to be able to do um, a bit of both. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm coaching a scrum team. The scrum master, Bill, he's enthusiastic. He's got a great rapport with his team, but he's identified a need to bring um, some more variety to his retrospectives to elicit better insights and um, improve the team performance. I would coach Bill to bringing that variety to design his retrospectives to be able to get the outcomes that he needs. Mm. On the other hand, let's say there's another member of the team, um, a tester, um, and she's expressed the need to develop her career um, as a scrum master. I would mentor um, the uh, tester to ensure that she was able to develop her career in that direction. Oh, brilliant. No, I think you've made that really clear. Thanks, Nisha. When did you first start using a coach or a mentor, Sharon? So for me, it was right at the start of my career. So I joined a graduate management program after uni. And actually, they placed us um, with different managing directors. So um, the person I was placed with was great. He had so much experience and he was not only able to help me solely focus on my career, but he also had lots of broad, softer skills and experience, things such as stakeholder management. He taught me the importance of networking and showed how that directly relates back to your career. And being in a PMO space, um, as you know, it's essential that we're able to build our networks. Oftentimes we have to go out to people we haven't spoken to before Mm. and build up those relationships. So it was such a positive experience, very well structured. And, you know, we had lots of clear objectives and outcomes from every session. So highly recommend it. Oh, that sounds like a great experience. And I think I I fully concur. Uh, PMOs, in the project environment are our eyes and ears on what's happening at the program level, the portfolio level, any particular changes in direction or resource profile or things going on within the organization that could impact uh, projects and programs is super important to know to have that relationship uh, both ways is, is vital. Absolutely. So Nisha, from your perspective, what would you say makes a good coachee or mentee? So I would say someone that is coachable 
Um, and mm. by that, I mean someone who's willing to take on those experiences um, of a coach or a mentor who's likely been through the same experiences, uh, similar challenges, uh, similar uh, progression in their career path. And so to be able to uh, learn um, from those either pitfalls experienced or um, successes um, and how they got there. Um, mm. Someone who's also got that drive to be able to um, manage themselves through their goals um, and through that journey of actually pushing themselves, um, having yeah. that growth mindset um, is really mm. important within a coachee and a mentee mm. too. Yeah, I agree with all of those. In terms of um, your um, experiences, Sharon, what qualities make a good coach or a mentor? What are the things that you'd look out for? Yeah, so um, for me, you know, I've never stopped using mentors and coaches from that initial experience and I see it as lifelong. Mm. So some of the things that I look for are somebody who's very open and honest and uh, willing to share their successes but also the things that haven't gone so well. As you and I know, you get so many learning, so much knowledge from the things that haven't necessarily gone to plan. And they can impart that information onto me to say, this is what I would advise based on my experience. You could try this. That is so powerful. It's also somebody who's got a positive attitude. Um, they need to be able to listen. So it's not just about them talking. You have to have the ability to stop and really understand what it is that the mentee is requiring from you. And it's also somebody who is um, trusting. Um, you know, we've spoken about this before. It has to be a very safe space and an open and honest environment. And that creates the ability for the mentee to, you know, share without worrying that information is going to be, you know, shared outside of the relationship. So I think having that trust is really important for me. Yeah, I, I fully agree. You need to be able to do that trust fall within that relationship. Yeah. And I think um, when, when you and I have spoken, in order to be able to have that, you need to have the right chemistry with yes. uh, your coach or your mentor. You need to be able to connect on a level, um, feel that empathy uh, from mm -hmm. them where they can understand what you're going through, where your dilemmas are, where your needs are. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's what lends itself to developing that that foundation of trust yeah I agree it's just so important like you've said that there is that you know connection there so Nisha from your perspective where have you seen coaching and mentoring have a positive impact on your career Sharon, it was when I was asked to lead a project that was being run using Scrum. So the Scrum team was in place with a Scrum master, developers, testers, product owner. And I wasn't really sure where a project manager fits in. I'd expressed the desire to be able to be part of um, a team that was run using Scrum. It was one of my development areas, but I was like Bambi on stilettos, sort of teetering around and not really <laughs> sure where I fitted in. Um, it was a known thing within our environment. And so the Scrum Master, Head of Engineering, decided to help me um, with some on-the-job training. So 
So after scrum event by scrum event, I was able to actually join, really understand the rhythm of activities that was built up, built up during that sprint, how the team actually operated, the camaraderie that the scrum master um, was building within the team, the techniques that they were using. So I was doing this without a certification observing and at the same time um, understanding getting that sure-footedness if you like mm. and to use a shoe analogy again rather than operate with the stilettos but have a platform heel so I understood mm. as a project manager how I could help surface some of their achievements reach out to stakeholders where I built relationships um, that were impacted build those solid relationships with business users across the business as well and surface what I needed to for project reporting risk management purposes so where I could actually fit in to the team and provide value um, that was my most valuable first on the job experience of Scrum and I've held it with me, those learnings um, and those good friendships have um, stood me in, in, in um, great stead. Well, that's brilliant. And I love that shoe analogy. It uh, fits perfectly. <laughs> Typical of me, I know. So Nisha, hit me with your takeaways. So um, when deciding to use a coach or a mentor, I would say, think about the goals you want to achieve. Are you aiming to climb the corporate ladder? Are you aiming to move into a leadership position? Or are you trying um, to better specific skills and develop yourself in specific areas? Uh, facilitation skills, public speaking, for example. <clears throat> or other skills to serve your scrum team better. Um, establish some ground rules. So for example, how often do you want to meet with your mentor? What are the methods of communication and feedback that you're going to use between yourselves? The importance of confidentiality is, is all important as we talked about, um, as well as building that relationship on a foundation of trust and respect um, and really benefiting from that rich experience when your coach or, uh, or a mentor says, don't do what I did in this particular scenario. Um, and this is how you could possibly course correct or take an alternative approach. Brilliant. I agree with all of those. What are yours, Sharon? So for me, it's don't be afraid to go out and seek out a mentor or a coach. You might not always have one in your workplace or your space, but you can use tools such as LinkedIn to go out and find somebody who's got those skill sets and experiences that you're looking for. Next, I would say, make sure you've got clear objectives. You should go in knowing what you want to, you know, get out of the mentorship or the coaching. It's an investment from both parties. So make sure you're clear and the other person understands what you're wanting. And then finally, take action. It's great to talk and have plans, but you must be accountable and you must take action. So those are my three. I love that. It also drives the coachy uh, uh, and and the coach, mentor and mentee on when they can see that progress, they can see that drive. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, a positive outcome all around. Thanks, Nisha. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Look out for our next video where we will be discussing how to build resilience within the delivery space. Bye. Bye.